All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We always talk about ownership in the NFL, and that's really where it starts and ends. If you got a great owner, you got stability there, you got someone who is all about the team and putting all the effort and money and everything that a team needs and support, then you're probably going to have sustained success. And then you got guys like David Tepper who have to hire people that were on nobody's radar because he's a maniac and has fired multiple coaches and had to pay multiple coaches to not coach. He fired Matt Rule before the season was over. He fired Frank Reich eight games in this season in his first year. So now they end up, the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper, the guy who's throwing drinks on opposing fans' heads at games, Dave Canales. Now, no disrespect to Dave Canales. Maybe he turns into the next Sean McVay. But there wasn't a single person on earth that had this guy linked to a job before this hiring cycle happened. Not, not true. Not true. Come on, Dave Canales? Yes, last week, Mike uh, Mike Valenti asked me during the kickoff, uh, give me your coaches where you think they may land, and Dave Canales was on that list. Dave Canales? Yes. Where'd you have him landing? I said I, I thought, you know, since Tennessee did not go with um, did not go with Bobby Slowick. I figured he and Bobby Slowick would be the type of guy that would take a job like Carolina. Like in other words, they're taking a guy that is going into the you know assistant coach. Nobody ever thought that he would be a head coach, and good for him, he got the job. But it's one of thirty-two, and it was going to be a guy like this that is going to be accepting of Dan Morgan, who is their new general manager, who's been in that building for years. And they may have a uh, relationship somewhere along the line. I don't know if they've ever run across each other. But um, all I can tell you is that he's one of these young and up-and-coming coaches. And, you know, you were talking about uh, it with Bill Cower last night about how, all right, what's your long-term future goals? And, and this is one of those guys that if he does hit, he makes it. He's going to be ha- he's going to have a long term future goal. Like he's going to want to make you know cut his teeth and make his name here and and try to get this thing turned around. Listen, I know that he has got a nice resume and and working with Baker Mayfield <clears throat> and he's done a good job with these quarterbacks. But when you say that someone like that is going to be who David Tepper is going to hire, when I hear that, it's like someone like that that no one else would have hired because. The only way Dave Canales is getting a job is with the Carolina Panthers, a head coaching job, because no one else wants it. Well, that's right. No one else you. wants it. Somebody like that would have to take the job. So it's much easier to hire a an assistant coach who's never been a head coach before and bring him into your building and then have him conform to what your building is, as opposed to hiring a head coach who's already had a job. And now he comes in and he wants to change the building. Yeah, I mean, so what do you think Dave Canales is over under a games coach before David Tepper fires him? Four and a half. I don't. I don't think they'll fire him this year. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I think you know what, what's interesting, and you know, you bring this up, and I was just thinking about this the other day. Have we heard anything at all about Jim Irsay out in Indianapolis? Uh yeah. Well, well, we heard something about how they had a Narcan. minister Narcan to save yeah. his life. Have we heard about anything since then? No, they put out a statement saying that he was in the hospital with a respiratory infection and they'd like to have privacy and that whole thing when that story came out. And then there was this 911, you know, body cam 
video of the cops showing up to the house playing Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer while they were rolling up there. But other than that, no. I mean, is there more of a 2024 story with Narcan and Taylor Swift? I mean, it's like everything coming together at once. Yeah. I mean, all we need is AI in there somehow. and We've got all three of the things. Narcan, Taylor Swift, AI. Oh, my God. TikTok. What the hell's going on? Yeah, they could have done a TikTok of the whole thing. I mean, they might have. Who knows? But, yeah. So, no, we have not. We've not heard anything else from him or that situation. What were, what were you looking to I don't hear? know. Just something, you know, to keep an eye on. How long was he out? Does he have any other further damage due to this? I mean, what's going on? I mean, what's the stability of the franchise? That kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. You probably do. But, like, you know how there's uh, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, uh, Bob Kraft, and... Um, God, I'm losing it already. What's Bob Jonathan Kraft? Kraft. Jonathan Kraft. Yeah. Is there... Not that I know of. I, maybe his daughter. I think his daughter is involved. Okay. I definitely think his daughter is involved. And I don't know. You just... You just you would hope that a guy with all the resources and everything that he has would be able to kind of control that. But I guess you can't. And I'm, he's like a human being, first and foremost. And you just... I mean, he, he hired Jeff Saturday in the middle of a season last year. He did. Yes. It doesn't seem very stable to me. No, uh, not at all. Now, here's the, the latest. When was this from? This was January 25th, which was yesterday. Uh, report. Colts executive called 911 concerned that owner Jim Irsay had congestive heart failure. First responders arrived at the home of Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay on, is it Irsay or Irsay? Hearsay. Hearsay. On December 8th, after longtime team executive Pete Ward placed a 911 call concerned that Ursay was suffering from congestive heart failure. Uh, we have a gentleman who is unresponsive. He is breathing, but is bluish in color, and we believe that he may be having congestive heart failure. Um, Ward also told the dispatch that Ursay's breathing was labored and that he was mostly unconscious. When Ward arrived, he said, Irsay's nurse said his oxygen level was low. Uh, the police report said he was treated with Narcan, a medicine that can reverse an opioid overdose before medics arrived on the scene. Irsay was later transported to a hospital. So he had a, he actually actually had a nurse there in the house? Uh, Pete, n- no, I don't think so. Oh, you said there, I, I heard the word nurse come out of your mouth. You said nurse. Did I? Yes. You said the word nurse. Did he not say the word nurse? Nurse. Mm-hmm. I, you heard nurse, Eddie? Nurse, yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember. I know I said it, well, but I'm not trying to find it now. I'm trying to find where the nurse is. Oh, yeah. When, <clears throat> there it is. When Ward arrived, who was the executive okay. <clears throat> for the Colts, he said... Ursay's nurse said his oxygen level was low. Okay, so there is a nurse that was watching Ursay. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason. Yes. And then and then it was a Narcan injection that mm-hmm. basically brought him back. Yes. Yeah. And I've been a nurse for the last week, so I know, you know, situations. How's uh, that nursing going, by the way? <laughs> uh, hopefully over today. Do you, do, you, do you have a greater appreciation for nurses? Oh, I listen. I never had anything but the utmost appreciation, respect now, for nurses. Now even more so. Yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't think I could have more respect for nurses, but now I do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
So there you go. That's your that's your latest. And then you got the Taylor Swift police video as well. And then this the statement. So the, the release of this police report that had the Narcan thing. This is what I was talking about. The statement from the Colts came out and said, uh, Mr. Ursay continues to recover from his respiratory illness. We will have no further comment on his personal health. We continue to ask that Jim and his family's privacy be respected. So it's now it's a respiratory illness, and I I didn't know you you would use Narcan for respiratory illnesses. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they uh, they want to sort of calm down the stories, and I'm sure that because of his history of addiction, this is a very very sensitive and tough situation for. Him and the family, so I, I, I'm sure they're just putting out some statement trying to. And I do, I, I do think his daughter is is very much involved. Okay. So another uh, think about it. So look at the the lines are led by a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals will eventually be led by a woman, although Katie Blackburn is probably one of the more powerful women in all of football. That's Mike Brown's daughter. Yeah. Um, she's on all the different committees and everything. Um. I'm trying to think. You have eighty Amy Adams Strunk, who owns the uh, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Donna Ponte just got a uh, a GM interview. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of I mean, a lot of women being empowered. Absolutely. So take that, people who are mad at the Barbie Oscars. You know, look at what the NFL's doing. You know, that's another thing. I never thought I would ever have a discussion like I had last night. About Ryan Gosling getting an Oscar nomination for Barbie, like I don't really care. Yeah, uh, but it was it seemed to be a, a, a discussion point. It was. And People like, are, are into you, it. Are you? Uh, do you give it back if you're Ryan Gosling, or do you take it and feel good about? It? I mean, how's how do you think that works? I think it's. I think it would be worse if he won and then handed it to somebody because that feels like a charity case thing. You know. You got to take it. If I you mean, win you it, gotta, you take I mean, it. You got to take it for that role, though. Like Oliver Stone said that he's like wasting his time with roles like that. You, you win an Oscar, you win an Oscar, man. I mean, you know? he's a very talented actor. I mean, it's not like he's, he was Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo and won the Oscar. I mean, this was a big movie. It got nominated for Best Picture. This is not like Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah, but a I mean, big but, movie. But Deuce Bigelow didn't get nominated. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the, you're exactly making my point is that this was, even though he played Ken in this movie, this was a big movie. It was a huge box office hit and so, it was nominated for an Oscar. Well, with all these surrounding controversy, yeah. Uh, do you think he accepts it or do you think he goes up there or doesn't show up or protests or does something along those lines? Ah, I wouldn't do that. I, mean, I don't you know, know what he, role. I don't know I mean, him enough. It's but. his role. You did your role, you did your job, yeah. and you are getting recognized for the role of getting slapped around. Exactly, yeah. So, take it. Take it. I mean, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. People are want to honor you, you take it. That's what I would have done. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see, right? I mean, I mean, there's so much pressure, they can't give it to them, can they? Yeah. I think they probably, didn't they already make the decisions on this? I thought they already made the decisions on it. Well, I think all the votes are in. I, we don't know who won. Yeah. But you can I wonder see who he's all, up against. Is the you best actor, see, obviously. You could see all the backlash. Isn't a, is he a supporting actor or an actor? It's got to be actor. I mean, he's Ken. He's not the lead. Yeah, but Lead, leading, leading actor. Leading, leading actor. Yeah, leading male actor. Best actor nominees. Wouldn't that be something? 
Paul Giamatti, the holdovers. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Maestro, where he played Leonard Bernstein. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. So maybe it is supporting actor. Look at that. Let's see. Unless this is just a short list. Supporting actor. Yeah, he's supporting actor. So you got Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, they're not giving it to Ryan nah, Gosling. There's no way he's getting Sterling it. K. Brown, American Fiction, and Ryan Gosling. Oppenheimer's running away with everything. If I had to guess, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> I can definitely see Mike talking about that. You know, yeah. I went to Oppenheimer. You know, Oppenheimer, great movie. You know, a little long, but, you know, people say, you know, did you see Oppenheimer? I said, I did see Oppenheimer. Did you see Oppenheimer? It's Oppenheimer. Did yeah. Oppenheimer? I, I, happen to, I happen to like Oppenheimer. Did you see it? Uh, I saw Oppenheimer. No, I'm not talking about Mike. I'm talking I saw about Oppenheimer. Did I like Oppenheimer. See Oppenheimer. No, I did not see Oppenheimer. Yeah, well, why didn't you see Oppenheimer? Because I was watching Fat Perez. <laughs> <laughs> it's psycho. Uh, Oppenheimer was a great movie. Yeah, I, I would like to watch it, but and that Chillian Murphy was great in it. Man. Yeah. Oh man, that guy is awesome. Peaky yeah. Blinders, man. I think Peaky Blinders, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, everybody's talking about Bobby, yeah. and you know how. <laughs> Bobby. The women aren't nominated in Bobby. And, you know, this is what I would say to Greta Gerwig. Listen, Tuts. <laughs> be happy that the film was nominated. It's not about you, okay, sweetheart? <laughs> not about you. And Margot Robbie, very attractive. Very attractive. Just, I mean, young, you're beautiful. Like, just keep your mouth shut. You know? <laughs> That's what I would say, okay? Jesus. Okay. Now, someone, but this is what will happen. Like, someone right. will write about that, thinking yes. that that's me saying this stuff. You yes. know what I'm saying? Remember yes. when that happened when I was doing Joe Beningo talking about the Chinese uh, yes. stealing Rob Sala's plays because he's on TikTok? <laughs> so, please, anybody who's watching this awful announcing the big lead or whatever, I'm doing a voice and a character. And it's not me saying that Greta Gerwig should be happy and calling her sweetheart, okay? Toots. All right, Toots. Use the word Toots. Okay. Yeah, so I would just say to Margot Robbie, listen, sugar lips. You played Bobby, okay? You know, you didn't play Helen Keller. <laughs> or Ayn Rand. I mean, yeah, I mean, you didn't You didn't play Amelia Earhart, okay? Sweet Cheeks. You played Bobby. So you get what you get when you play Bobby. We're back. All right, uh, it's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Feel good football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Dance the night. Dua Lipa should have been nominated for an Oscar. One of the other Oscar snubs for Barbie. I mean, come on. Give me a break. And by the way, so she's announced yesterday another new song coming out February 15th. So I'm wondering if that's the time she's going to be around promoting in New York. So February 15th. Uh, we'll see if the people upstairs. It would be nice Valentine's Day. <laughs> ah. Hey, so let me ask you a question. If it doesn't happen, like they don't come through with this. Yeah. What is our recourse? I think you ask for your gifts back. We're going to flip that state. <laughs> No, what will happen? I'll have Olive flip that station to news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll simulcast 880 on there instead. Oh, man. They don't come through. Okay. <laughs> Kidding. It's the joke. No, they'll come through. I know they will. Karen and Minge. I think they are. I think they will. Karen, Minge, and intern Anthony, they'll come through. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. How long is intern Anthony going to be an intern? Mm. So you think it's going on six years now? Yes. <laughs> think they're paying him? After six years? Yeah. I hope so. They're paying Al for and, and Jerry for uh, the, uh, the warm-up show. All right, time Fair, for an update. point. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on, man? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We're also brought to you by Dr. Jay Shaw at Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Visit samwellpain.com. You know what's going on? Your Knicks are going on. Randall double-teamed. Randall over Jokic. Michael Malone, of course, that was yes! Kenny Albert and Clyde Frazier on MSG. The Knicks moving 11 games over 500 as they just smashed the Nuggets 122 to 84. That was a Julius Randall hoop right there. Uh, Randall on the night, 17 points. How about that game? We just executed, you know, from start to finish. You know, I think our biggest thing was. Uh, even though we won the game in Brooklyn, we didn't get off to a good start. So we wanted to get off to a good start. We played with the lead, played strong with the lead. And yeah, all game long, up by a lot at halftime and kind of cruised from there. Jalen Brunson, 7 of 10, 21 points. He says solid across the board. And we definitely played well. And um, I, I think we definitely were uh, doing things and, uh, to help us be in advantage, in advantage all night. So, um but yeah, I give us a lot of credit on how we played today. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then, of course, you've got OG Ananobi, who continues to just be terrific. 26 points. He was 10 of 18. This was courtesy of MSG. We just played hard. We communicated on both ends, got good shots. And, you know, we're a really talented team, and we just went out there and showed it tonight. And so they've won five in a row and 11 of 13. Pretty damn impressive. 28 and 17 now on the season. Uh, fourth place in the East as they moved ahead of Cleveland. For that fourth spot, two games behind Philadelphia for third in the East. Uh, as for the Nets, just uh, four seconds from Nick Claxton as they lost 96-94, trailed much of the night, almost got all the way back. Well, did get all the way back, but then wound up losing by two. Here was Claxton. We didn't win. Nothing more. Man, no, no more victories. Um, another tough loss. Yep. They're 27th as they are sinking like a stone. Carl Anthony Towns at 27 points. And nine rebounds. All right, NBA All-Star starters were announced. Jalen Brunson was not on the list. Uh, we heard from Charles Barkley last hour, of course, uh, disappointed in that. We know he'll be a reserve, though. LeBron James, for the 20th straight season, was named, however. I want to thank, the, obviously, the fans for voting me in as NBA All-Star starter uh, for the 20th uh, uh, time, um, you know, and um, 20th consecutive time. And it means a lot to me. You know, I just try to come out here, put in the work, and then let the work pay off on a game-to-game basis. And there you go. And there he is. It Was he 30? 37, 38 now, right? I want to say 38. 38, right? So uh, 20th straight season, so good for him. And then just remember, Google it. Yes, thank you. Remember um, last hour, or yesterday rather, we were playing the audio of Luka Doncic kind of battling back and forth with the reporter. Oh, he just turned 39. Really? Okay, yeah. 39. Um, Doncic was upset with the fan. The fan got ejected. I think it's come out that the fan actually left. He left before they ejected him, but whatever. It was Doncic that started that. The back and forth with the reporter. Well, Doncic was on TNT, and Ernie Johnson did ask him about the incident. And 24 hours later, Doncic was like, my bad. I was really frustrated. You know, we were losing. I twisted my ankle in the second half, so in the first half. It was just a lot of emotions. Uh, but yeah, uh, probably shouldn't have done that. So, mm, so my bad. 
Uh, I shouldn't have done that. Maybe he'll learn. travel with a DJ. I don't know. That was, I don't know. That was on TNT, apparently. Yeah. So who knows? All right, we turn our attention to football. Sunday at 3 o'clock, Chiefs and Ravens, AFC Championship game. We have certainly become very accustomed to seeing one Patrick Mahomes in this matchup. Trying to find a way to get to the Super Bowl and obviously try to win it. Um, but uh, I do have an appreciation for where I ended up on the players that I have around me, the coaches that I have around me, um, and the organization that, that that I'm in, and that we're lucky enough to be in this position. As they are every single You know, you're talking year. about ownership. That's one of the best ownerships in football out there. The Hunts. The family, right? Just like San Francisco now. Uh, they have one of the best uh, ownerships in football. The Ravens have one of the best ownerships in football. It's not a coincidence that these teams are all there. And I know the Ford family hasn't really run the Lions all that great over the years, but they got the right coach. And they made some great draft choices, brought in some really good free agents. They have one of the best offensive line and running back combinations in the NFL. So maybe they're getting their act together. But these other three teams all have top shelf, top five NFL organizations. Yeah, and Brad Holmes, general manager, executive of the year in the NFL. So really, really great job by him. It's all about Dan Campbell. Everybody talks about him, but Brad Holmes, that general manager, has been killing it. Dan Campbell gave him a game ball at the end of the season for the job he has done and for working with him. So there you go. Here was Chris Jones just talking about this Baltimore offense that he's going to have to run into. You got the finesse teams. You got the downhill running teams. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens who can do a little bit of both. Um, they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, they got weapons on the outside, but they also got a dominant offensive line who can just run the ball. That'll be a 3 o'clock start right here on The Fan with Westwood One and, of course, on CBS. Then you've got the game in Santa Clara between the Niners and the Lions for the NFC Championship. Aiden Hutchinson says we are not just happy to be there. Keep this train rolling, and um, I think we're all ready for this game. You know, I, I don't know there's too much anticipation yet but um we all have great mentalities coming into this one and he's part of a lions defense that christian mccaffrey says is no joke they're extremely tough you know they play hard they fly around they're physical um i think they give you a lot of different looks they pressure a lot so um i think a lot of guys get confused sometimes and um you know where they're coming from so we shall see. We will find out who will be in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks by Sunday around 9 30, 10 o'clock. We will know. Now, this was kind of cool, too. During, there's not, the announcers actually don't even mention it, but I'm going to play this. This was the Red Wings game last night. Mata wants no they part beat of the that, Flyers. Think, Hathaway, so as this point, on, game, the Hear the crowd in the background? They're actually chanting Pop Jared Goff. How cool is wow. that? Was he at the game? Had okay, to be at okay the details. Game. I would think so. Uh, perhaps. Yes. Maybe, maybe so yelled Jared. Maybe Goff's they put him on the board. There. Yeah. Point course. is, it's Jared. Think about Good where friend. he was when he went to Detroit, the way he was viewed. And now, NFC Championship game, and they're chanting his name in a it's Red Wings game. It's been, it's, been long, it's been a long three years for him because that trade was consummated three years ago for he and uh, Matthew Stafford. That's right. And, you know, Matthew went on to go win a Super Bowl, so good for him. And now Jared Goff has another opportunity to take another team to the Super Bowl. And beat who along the way? Matthew Stafford. That's right. That's kind of cool. Uh, the Falcons hired Raheem Morris as their new head coach. The Panthers hired Bucks offensive coordinator Dave He was Canales. not at the game, by the way. He was not. They were just doing it. That's cool. Really? Yeah. That is very neat. Uh, on Jeopardy, usually when you watch Jeopardy, um, the contestants are very straightforward. They don't really inject too much opinion on things. Mm. That was not the case whenever this was, probably recently, as it was put into the system. Um, when this guy had a question and answer, 
All this beautiful for 1200 please. This St. Louis Cardinals great slugged his 700th home run in 2022, his last season in Major League Baseball. Lloyd. Who is the wretched Albert Pujols. <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> the wretched. The wretched. <laughs> Wow! At the end, he's like, "Go Cubs!" So you oh. understand where that comes oh, from. There you go. But that's I, actually I pretty funny. He got it right. He did get it right. So we had a, we uh, did questions for again. Remember, we did these. I think last year we did questions for Jeopardy again around the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure when they're going to be playing. So be keep your eye out for those. So they were questions. NFL oh, today, you guys NFL did. NFL oh, cool. Today, yes. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I like, remember that last year. It's pretty good. Like right. video questions. Yes. Well, that's very cool. All right. Celebrating the Super Bowl this year. Celebrating the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That's right. That's called cross promotion, Jerry. Yes, with that's ABC, right? Well, no, it's a uh, distributed over, over CBS stations too. Is it really? Yeah, Jeopardy? Depending on the city. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like an independent thing, and in whatever yes. network buys it, in whatever city. I just assume it was on ABC right. all over the place. How about that? Um, NHL last night. Patrick Waugh was back in Montreal, but his Islanders lost to the Canadians four three. That having been said, he was welcomed with open arms. I'd like to thank the Montreal Canadiens for that. I mean, it was really nice of them what they did, and um, the fans were just. Like like usually, I mean, this is this this is a good crowd, and it's like in New York. Yep. Well, they, unfortunately, they didn't win the game, though. Matthew Barzell and Kyle Palmieri scored power play goals in the third, but it was Sean Monahan that scored with approximately just over two minutes to go in regulation to snap a three three tie, and so four three the final. The Devils lost to the Hurricanes three two. Jordan Stahl second period goal. Uh, the difference in that game, you've got the Rangers taking on to so the Golden Knights. This is a good night to play them. They've been hanging around Manhattan. That's what I'm saying, right? Kind so of like get them. Uh, Denver. You know, they're at the end of their trip. I mean, let's let's do to them what the Knicks did to Denver last night. There you go. They will play the Golden Knights this evening, and Novak Djokovic is out at the Australian Open. He lost a semifinal match in four sets to Yannick Sinner. Any interest for next hour before I waste my time? Um, and hear me out before you say God no. Carmelo Anthony talking oh, God, about no. okay, all right, talking about what? And only because it's a different perspective. Phil Jackson. I can't even say it. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle offense? Yeah. Nah. I've never heard him talk about it this way. That's why I'm bringing it. it. But I don't want to waste my time if you're going to vomit once was, I start was saying he it. blaming Phil Jackson? No. No. It's actually the complete opposite. <clears throat> All right, bring it to us then, okay. Jerry. All right. Why then not? I, then I will take, get to it. All right. Thank you. It's Boomer Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Good football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It was really cool last night, this Teller's event with you and Coach Cower. Because at the table, not only was I, before we did the chalk talk, we are sitting down for dinner, not only was I sitting across from Coach Cower and we got a chance to talk a lot about football in Pittsburgh and everything else, but to my left was Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney, yes, the man who is, of course, prosecuting the Long Island serial killer Rex Huberman. So, like, I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions about it and stuff, but I didn't. I just, just one or two things, like, eh, you know, what's going I'll tell on? Tell you there? what, he's a serious guy. Well, you have to be. I mean, man. I know what. No, and you know, I, I listened to one of his press conferences with one of the things that he was dealing with yesterday. Yeah, you know, after. I mean, you know, before he came to see us at Teller's uh, next door yesterday, but. 
I mean, I don't know how a guy like that goes through life. I mean, just like with your clear head, seeing all the dysfunction out there and all the problems that you're dealing with. Well, he's trying to make things better. He's trying to get the bad guys, trying to clean things up, trying to make things, you know, as best as they could be in Suffolk County. You know, and he was talking about how in-depth knowledge he has of every town and neighborhood. And he could, he just, he's very sharp guy. Very sharp. So, yo, yesterday, Coach Cow and I drove out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it only took like three and a half hours to get out there. Oh. And, and one of the interesting things is, and I love doing this on a beautiful day. When I do go out to Suffolk County, a lot of times I'll go to the Meadowbrook all the way down to Ocean Parkway mm-hmm. and just ride along Ocean Parkway and Jones Beach and all of that. And so we were doing that last night in the fog. Yeah. And we're riding down there. And I said, you know, coach, just so you understand, this is where the Gilgo Beach murders took place. And I'm, and you know, it's foggy and it's yeah. dark and there's all that brush and all that. Yeah. And I said, see, so you see this, Coach, this is the Gilgo area over here. And if you look over to our left where you can see underneath the fog, look at all of that heavy brush. And you, and you know the smell that's out here? Oh, There's yeah. like a smell. There's like an ocean smell mm-hmm. and the bay smell. Mm-hmm. This is why you would never be able to find a body unless you are actually looking for it because of the just... Just everything that's there. You'd never go in there. You would never, ever go in there because you have poison oak, poison sumac, poison ivy. You have uh, juniper bushes. You have every, every like, you know, there's probably rats in there and possums and raccoons. And <laughs> I mean, there's ticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you name it. It's in there. And it's and I was, I was showing him this is where this place was. And I said, you cannot believe the density of the vegetation in that area. Dingleberry bushes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they have those too. Those dingleberry bushes. But uh, so I asked Coach Cower, I said, are you familiar with the Gilgo Beach murders? Because Ray Tierney here, you know, I was trying to break the ice between the two of them. You know, Vip Boomer told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you the guy? <laughs> you the guy prosecuting him? It was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, we passed that. We're like, dump all the bodies. <laughs> It's like, this is nuts. What an unbelievable triangle of conversation I've got here. I mean, I had to go pick up Coach yesterday up in Midtown. I mean, it took me like from, from Tribeca down here to go up there 45 minutes. I, just, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, look, we could sit here and complain all day long. It doesn't, it doesn't do us any good. But it just it's nice to get, us, get it off our chest. Yeah. Between the double park trucks, the bikes going the wrong way. Uh, the lean-tos in the streets for the restaurants. I mean, it is madness. It is, I mean, you take your life into your own hands. Coach couldn't uh, hop on the subway and come on down to you? You know, I, I didn't want, I, like, he was doing a, a, a solid for us, man. I would have never expected. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I went and got him and got him there. No, I know. I would have never expected you to, say, take the subway, especially with all the garbage that goes on down you know, there. By the way, I got to tell you, I, I'm starving this morning, and I don't know why. I had like three lobster tails, mm. a filet mignon, half a dozen clams. Yeah. I, I mean, I there was so much food there last night. There was. You know, I did not eat enough. I should have I ate more because I was talking a lot. You know, you talk a lot and then you're trying to eat and talk. And then like next thing you know, the stage time and then they're taking away your plate. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to tell them to say I, I, I didn't eat as much as I wanted to. I, I, I uh, blew it. Place, I blew it. Oh, they had that that uh, appetizer or the the uh, cocktail hour sliced pastrami. Oh, <laughs> that was something else. I know. It was like melting your mouth meats. 
I get. I have to say, I mean, I walked in there. I was like, wow, I because I I knew that place as it's Teller's next door. Yeah, I knew it as the Italian restaurant. Yeah, which was good. Verace. Right. And then I think Kurt was telling me that, you know, they had all these issues around COVID and everything else. And they decided to, they had the back outside where we were sitting last mm-hmm. night with the tent and all that stuff. And that thing was beautiful. It was awesome. Top notch A+. plus. Yes. Billy in East Islip. What's going on, Billy? Hey, good morning, Boom. Good morning, Gio. What's up, Boom, man? Did you take them? Did you take them to any of our other places like Stanley's Bakery or... Or uh, Charlie's Hot uh, I couldn't do that. Uh, it just took us three and a half hours to get out there. So, I mean, uh, I just had to get him out of the car. He he had had enough of me at that point. I took him through Bay Shore, though. Yeah, you know, I took him down the Robert Moses Causeway. We ended up taking Main Street, 27A Montauk Highway through Bay Shore. I said, look, this is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. This is where I got snot-faced. <laughs> this is where Gio and I had our boat party. That kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody at the Portly was texting me. Are they going to come? Are they going to come? I'm like, no, they're not coming to the Portly Villager after this thing, man. Coach Cowan's got to go back to the city. Yeah, I well, forget about Coach Cowan. Did they realize that you and I actually work in the morning? They don't care. I mean, people don't care. They don't care. I, I mean, it just, but whatever. I mean, I understand because they're, they're thinking like, they don't really think like we do anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, hey, you show up there and you you shoot the breeze and then you go home. <laughs> That's what, what they mean? think. Like, I could do that. That's what, what they think. They think that they, they think could I could do that. Do, I mean, what do you got to do tomorrow? You just show up and you talk and you go home. I'm like, well, this is, there's the commute. There's this. It's like, you ever just talk to yourself? You know what? I was thinking that maybe you and I could take a day off and I'll put Chris Patera and Brent Ziegler in here. Oh Let them talk for God. four hours. Oh, my God. Two of your best buds? Yes. Those guys, I would have no qualms at all that they could get through four hours just shooting the crap Do back you think and forth. So? Oh, of course. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, of course. I don't think so. Glenn and Park Slope. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, good morning. What are you doing? What's, What's happening? Man? I just love to see uh, the situation if Bill Cower did actually take a subway downtown. I would pay, I would pay a thousand dollars to just watch him try to navigate the system and deal. No, with he it. can. He he's a New Yorker. He can. He knows exactly what's going on. Now here's the thing. I thought about this. Yeah. I thought that I would meet him at Penn Station and maybe we'd take the LIRR and the Babel online mm-hmm. and get out there, which would have been the easiest thing to do. <clears throat> I ain't taking Coach Cower down there though. No. I didn't want to do that to him. Just train going uptown at downtown. <laughs> So I'm on the I'm on the one train going downtown. Fifty thousand rats, sixty thousand homeless people. Some guys playing a guitar and peeing at the same time. So I got back, got off, and went uptown. Right back uptown, downtown uptown. He's the greatest. I love him. I love Coach Cower. We had a we had a tremendous time sharing stories. Yeah, I'm sure you did. People we knew in common. Right, he had actually had a good time. What do you mean, actually? Well, the point being is that it took so long to get there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I figured he'd be like a little bit annoyed. You know yeah, how he yeah. gets annoyed. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he didn't get annoyed at no. all. Well, he was, yeah, he was he, very pleasant. We took a million pictures. He did. Yes, there was a lot, a lot of pictures, multiple times too, which is great. I mean, multiple people come back. Then you know, we they do it again. The camera, thing, yeah, then we got to come back with the phone, phone and everything. I'm like, oh my god, come on, just one more. My friend was late. No problem. <laughs>